0: Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life, natural approach to health and the life altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of NutriGenomic Nation, where we talk about different aspects of your health. And we've got a great guest today. We have Daryl Edwards with us. He's a former investment banking technologist. And he turned to a movement coach and author. He is the founder of the Primal Play Method and is a physical activity health and play researcher. So welcome to the program, Daryl.
0: Thank you very much. That's a great introduction, Brian. And uh, I, I sound very impressive. That's all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> well, I'm certainly impressed with, with everything I read about your, your bio. Now, I, what's the question on everyone's mind, first off, is how do you go from investment banking to being a physical activity expert and researcher,
0: um, you learn to adjust to making less money. That's the first. <laughs> you learn to downsize. <laughs> you you reset your expectations, and you most importantly and quite seriously is following your passions. So so my career, my first career was about me following my passion. I was I was interested in technology before I was ten years old. You know experimenting with the first home computers back in the 70s and and that was that's all i wanted to do i knew i wanted to do computer science even before i knew that was what that meant <laughs> and um i worked for software companies in the early 90s Worked for microsoft did, worked, did software development in technology. And then I got headhunted to work in banking and that's where the money, there was so much money in banking back then. Well, it still is, but um, there wasn't much money in technology, strangely enough. So I, I, I actually left Microsoft thinking you're just not paying me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Went into finance and, and, and then my work-life balance completely flipped. It was pretty much every hour available in front of a computer screen. Um, and suffering you know f- the health consequences after sort of almost 20 years in that in that world mm-hmm. thinking what am i what am i doing why am i doing this and how can I get out <laughs>
1: yeah, so you, so your final passion now with it uh, deals with physical activity health and wellness in general so um tell us about that journey and and, and uh, all the research that you've been able to do and and uh, uh, just just that path into health and wellness
0: yeah, so I, I was fortunate to have an annual health check uh, with my with my previous employer, uh, and I was told you're pre-diabetic, very close to type two diabetes. You have a high risk of cardiovascular disease, you know, meaning heart attack or stroke within the next five to ten years. Mm. I was dealing with high blood pressure, uh, very high. Uh, elevated hypertension <laughs> um, and I was also dealing with chronic low back pain and, and knee issues. So for somebody in my mid30s didn't feel full of life and, and vigor at all and, and I didn't want to take the medication pretty much. So it was like you need to take statins, you need to take beta blockers, you need to take metformin. these will help you manage these conditions. How long for rest of your life okay that sound I'm a bit concerned about that. What are the side effects? numerous but we'll manage those if if you if you suffer unbearably with those and i remember knowing that physical activity could help with blood pressure that's that's all i knew at the time and i was like let me at least try to manage my blood pressure and i got a dispensation from my doctor to to do that and within 30 days my blood pressure started to come down you know i joined the gym blood pressure started coming down but even more remarkably the other health markers that I was told were were irreversible, you know, down to genetics, down to you getting older, down to your stressful job, they started to reverse as well. So I was no longer pre-diabetic. I was no longer suffering, dealing with hypertension. I was no longer having a poor lipid or, you know, kind of cholesterol profile and exercise was the gateway to better health. So I was like, wow, I found this medicine. I found this magic pill. I need to find out more about this. And fortunately, my doctor considered that I may be an anomaly. You know, why are you? Why are you having such an advantageous response to physical activity? You know, what else are you doing? Are you taking other medication? You know, like, no. Um, Okay. I will do some research as your doctor. And I was like, please let me see some of that research. I want to understand. I only understand bits and bytes. From, you know, from computers, I want to know a little bit more about the human body. So I stayed within, my, within computing for, for several years, but the passion waned. I started offering advice to people who wanted to do what I was doing, but I recognized that I needed to get some qualifications. I needed to cross train. I needed to get mentored. I needed to study. And so that's what I did. So I studied thinking that I would create a system of movement for the elite so i i I imagine i'd I'd create a box with ex-investment bankers to attend small membership high membership fees and i would do really well for myself and what transpired was i started to hate the process of exercise i didn't enjoy the process and i started having clients who would be turning up late you know watching the clock 10 minutes into the session. I'm like, we've got an hour to go. Like, (laughs) you know, um, and we basically were both bored. My clients and I were bored of the process and I'm like, this isn't good for me as a coach and this is isn't great for my clients. What, what else can I do to make this enjoyable? So that's when I considered my light bulb moment of when was the last time you really enjoyed movement Daryl? And it was when I was a kid. And it wasn't when I was a kid doing PE lessons at school. It was a kid out with my friends, long summer days, you know, playing, I think in in America you call it pickup games of, you know, Mm -hmm. a basketball and football, just, just having lots of fun, climbing trees, playing tag, building dens and forts, exploring the world around you. And I wondered if I could recreate some of that as an adult, you know, not in a patronizing sense, but in an adult friendly, version, embracing your inner child and thinking, well, what can I do that's going to be a lot of fun, but still give me all of the health benefits that I want from physical activity. Now so that, that was the beginning of the journey.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. that, I mean, did that inspire? I mean, you, you did a TED Talk and your TED Talk almost has, it's, it's coming close to a million views now and it's called Why Working Out Isn't Working Out. And, and is that the inspiration for that TED Talk?
0: Pre, pretty much. I, I mean, it was, I just wondered why, even though I knew exercise was good for me, even though I had a personal experience of transformation through physical activity, why didn't I want to continue to do it? Why wasn't I motivated to do it every single day, even though it was so amazing? I always felt better after doing it, but why didn't I feel good during, (laughs) during it? Um, So that was the puzzle I wanted to solve. And the primal play method came about by me recognizing that it wasn't just about play or play psychology, which is certainly important, great for motivation, great for joy and pleasure great for social interaction and engagement but i wanted to have an underpinning of science elsewhere so evolutionary biology was one of those science disciplines and this is really talking about you know how humans evolved to move in what environments what capabilities what was our physical function and then using exercise physiology which is Basically, a 21st century understanding as to why exercise is beneficial. How does it affect our organs? You know, why does exercise help to lower blood pressure? Why can it help with heart health? Why can it help with cognitive function, you know, brain performance? Why can it reduce the risk of Alzheimer's and dementia? So I'm kind of like, I'm really curious again. This is like me being a kid instead of me being curious about cutting code. I'm now curious about the inner workings of the human body and getting people inspired to move because even if you understand all of the benefits, doesn't mean you're going to move more just because of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So I was like, I need something that's going to motivate people, i.e. play. I need something which helps me understand what, how powerful human beings are when it comes to movement. So that's really our heritage, our ancestry. What are we capable of? Who are we, who are we inspired by when it comes to movement? And then finally thinking, I want to be doing this for health and longevity. And, and it, there's a bonus, if I, if I can prevent disease, if I can push disease as far away into the future as possible, chronic disease, that's a good place to be. So it's a pretty big mission, yeah. um, but that's, what, that's how the Primal Play Method was founded. Um, and that's why I call it a method because there's some scientific rigor around establishing what's beneficial. I don't want to have just have fun for the sake of it otherwise i could just spend time blowing up balloons and popping them or rolling rolling down the hill and saying hey i had a fun time but but those activities in themselves even though they're fun they're not making me fitter and stronger and healthier in a kind of a whole 360 degrees sense
1: for sure and and i you know i read from your website and this is certainly true that we really are living in an epidemic of obesity and chronic lifestyle diseases out there. And so how, yeah. how can the primal play method, how can it help with that?
0: Well, it, it hopefully encourages you to sit less. So we, we do have a pandemic of, of physical inactivity, of sedentary behavior. Um, and it does sound, it can sound quite melodramatic or or, or almost blaming people and, and saying, oh, we're just all too lazy and just get a, get off your backside and move more. But, but actually, if you start understanding again, our, our evolution, our DNA, our DNA is constantly telling us to conserve energy because you don't know where your next meal is coming from. That's what your cells don't know. You, you may know <laughs> <laughs> cerebrally, but you know, oh, it's just in the fridge, right? That's where my next meal is. Or it's, it's a click, it's a click of a mouse away. That's where my next meal is, but your body isn't certain. So your body's telling you, Hey, sit down, relax, take it easy. Everything is fine. You don't really have to move because everything is, you're, you're in a safe environment. Everything is good. And we decide to choose the, the convenience option. We have technology which helps us. We have labor saving devices that help us. Many of us are now working from home, you know. Um, so we don't feel that uncomfortable having a, living a sedentary lifestyle. And this isn't really all of our fault. It's the environment around us which encourages us to be sedentary. So the solutions really are to sit less, to find activities that you enjoy and and can sustain and find activities that are the most beneficial for you as a human being. But that's, I think that's really, really key. It's it's a bit like, for example, if you own a dog, right? If you own own a dog, you know that taking a dog for a walk is pretty much mandatory. They need to walk significant distances. But you wouldn't you wouldn't just say walking is enough for your dog. They also need to run. They need to chase, right? They need to be chased <laughs> as, as well. They may need to jump. They may need to climb. There's a there's a, a, a richness of activities that dogs will engage in. And similar with a cat, right? You wouldn't think of putting a cat on a on a leash and going, I'm just gonna take my cat for a walk today to give them their exercise. You know, again, they wanna chase, they want to climb. They want to jump, you know, they want to crawl, they wanna, they wanna explore. So I see human movement patterns in the same way. Be curious, explore what you can do, explore the world around you, and then incredibly you open yourself up to, oh my gosh, there's all these things I can do now. I that I I didn't realize I could I could still do at my age. You know, I, for example, I'm in my 50s now, and a few weeks ago, I was like, it's been a while since i climbed the tree i wonder if i can still do it there's a tree i'm going to give it a go i climbed up this tree and i was i was sitting watching the world around me i was reading a book and there were people looking up going kind of what's that guy? what's he doing in in the tree but incredibly a lot of people would ask me you know did you climb the tree like how did you get up there like i wish i could do that kids were saying hey mom dad can can we climb trees can you do that so it's it's interesting rather than people feeling that i was i'd lost a a few marbles they (laughs) they they recognized there was something freeing about this activity that was playful that remnant was reminiscent of my childhood and strangely makes you feel really youthful so even though you're struggling i mean i was struggling i'm thinking to myself I'm sure if I was 15, this would be a lot easier to do, (laughs) but going through this process, you just feel so full of life and vitality. And, and you're so mindful. You're so in the moment. You're so concerned about being careful and about being safe, but also where you're taking risks and thinking, don't go too high because how am I going (laughs) to, I need to be able to get back down and get back down safely. But those aspects of having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. Um, Also transfers to other aspects of your life, actually. So you become more creative, you become, you want to experience more things, you become more adventurous. So this this first step or foray into play, into active play, has made me a a much more open individual. Uh, I'm much more willing to engage with people who probably don't have the same opinion as I. Um, Because I, I think I'm more able to see alternative viewpoints uh, and to see alternative paths and, and to just be, I don't know, just be more childlike and, and willing to take on board information and hopefully determine and decipher what you feel is relevant for you, rather than going, I know it all, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I, um, you know, yeah. I've struggled with
1: that myself. and I'm sure a lot of people do that. We get, we get set in our ways and we're yes. used to a routine and we don't try new things. I mean, my wife and I just went kayaking recently. And it was a beautiful mm-hmm. experience i you know i haven't i haven't done it in a long long time and using muscles that i'm not used to using experiencing things i'm not used to experiencing it was just a wonderful experience and i think you're right it yeah. does open your mind to trying new things like that
0: yeah yeah and there are benefits to this so your brain your brain benefits physically you know there there are. you know you create new brain cells there's neurogenesis which is the creation of new neurons you know synapses fire new neural pathways are, are created. You're challenged by this uh, and there's something called neuroplasticity, which is basically this, this growth of the brain as you are encountering new experiences and your, your brain is adapting to those challenges to hopefully make it easier. So this adaptation, which is not just physical, but cognitive, you know, mental, emotional, psychological, all of these adaptations make us more resilient make us more robust improve our physical function improve our cognitive function uh, improve our ability to engage with others as social as social beings there are all of these benefits that come out of play which which mean many of us should prioritize or reprioritize play not as a, an afterthought not as something that we do when we've got nothing else to do but actually it's an important part of our of our day so for myself i always spend some of my day engaging in play and it's not always just because oh well that's it's okay for you dal because Mm -hmm. that's your that's your vocation now to play all day (laughs) Uh, um, but even the most menial and mundane of tasks i try to gamify i try to make make them more fun so i'm more likely to want to do them (laughs) because again i still have this like oh do I really have to do this? Do I really have to engage in this? But if I can make it a little bit more fun um, and I'm actually more productive, you know, it, it's, not, it's not undermining my mission to achieve certain goals and objectives. It's actually making me more creative, more productive. I'm thinking of things that I would never have thought about if I just had this single kind of narrow view, you know, um, macro lens mm-hmm. on, on life. Now I've got this kind of wide angle view of like, oh, maybe I should try this. Okay. It doesn't work. doesn't matter. No such thing as failure. It's all about education. And certainly all of those statements were just cliches to me at one time. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, right. Just about who, can, who, who wants to fail as if anyone would choose failure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I kind of understand you, you, you reevaluate what's important. And when you see kids playing, we. We don't remember as adults how difficult a lot of our childhood play was. We would often choose the most difficult, the riskiest of tasks. We wouldn't want to do the same thing again and again that was easy. It was like I, I can already do that. Why would I continue doing this? You know, it's like, okay, I want to climb higher. I want to go further. I want to piggyback carry somebody heavier, right? You know, Dad, can you let me can right. you let can you give me permission? to do the things that I know you want to say no to, right? <laughs> please, please. That's what you're constantly trying to do. And when you have that attitude as an adult, it's quite refreshing actually. Uh, you can, you know, you don't have to be, um, you know, you can rebel within the, the confines of what society tells you is acceptable. Uh, and you recognize there are a lot of people who feel the same way, who just need to give themselves permission. And by me creating the Primer Play method, I'm, I'm enabling that in some respects i'm kind of going hey it's it's okay at my age to be doing this and i wasn't always this way i wasn't a kindergarten teacher (laughs) who in education teaching or or a clown or did improv theater or something like that that wasn't my background i was deadly serious in investment banking where you got fired for laughing if you had a smile (laughs) in your face you it would be challenged and questioned (laughs) and to now someone who's like Quite fun to be around. Who who has a, some joy and zest for life, and doesn't take life so seriously um, with all of the challenges that obviously come our come our way. So, so yeah, it's, it's there's been quite an evolution of Primal play, both individually, and also in terms of what I want to offer to to others to to experience something similar.
1: Awesome. Well, so speaking of that, uh, we're, we're almost out of time, but I don't want to let you go until you let our listeners know where they can go to connect with you where they can go to learn more all about uh, the primal play method
0: yeah so i mean the if, if you want a good su- summary of of primal play in book form i have a best-selling book called animal moves which is available at all good and bad bookstores uh <laughs> pick your pick your uh, your poison uh choose your poison in terms of in terms of that uh i have a website called primalplay.com where you can look at the research. You can you can see some example videos and activities that form Primal Play, and I'm all over social media. So I'm known as a fitness explorer on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm very happy to engage with people who want to find out more. So so yeah, if you want to read the Animals Move book, is a great place to start. If you want to do some research, you're interested in that, or you want some examples of things to do, Primalplay.com blog. And if you want to engage with me socially on social media, then Instagram and Twitter are probably the best places to, to, to find me. (laughs) That's where I hang out mostly.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, our guest today has been Daryl Edwards. He's the founder of the Primal Play Method. And I hope everyone enjoyed our discussion today. And we hope you join us next time when we discuss another topic related to your good health. Thank you so much, Daryl, for being
0: with us today. Thanks so much, Brian. You've been a fantastic host. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. This
1: show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.